Welcome to The Third Seat, brought to you by Croft & Frost. Our guarantee at Croft & Frost is to change the way you think, and this show is the catalyst to making that happen. In this show, we have open and honest conversations with a myriad of unique individuals because we believe in order to change the way you think, you need to hear other people's stories and experiences. If you enjoy this episode, then don't forget to rate and review the show with five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for joining us. Now pull up a seat and let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Third Seat. My name is Daniel Trinum and I will be your host for this episode. And I'm really excited to uh, bring you all, not only my guests today, but introduce somewhat of a, a new direction we're taking the show. Uh, today's episode is actually going to be the first installment uh, in season two of The Third Seat. Uh, and so typically what we've done in the past is we've had a lot of different interviews of people outside of our, of our network. Uh, we'll bring them in, hear their stories, discuss the things that uh, they do, the things that they're passionate about, and hear what they have to say just about the work that they do uh, and hear a little bit about their lives. Um, with season two, what we're going to be doing is taking it a little bit more internal. And so what we want to do here at Croft & Frost is have some conversations with people here within our walls. Maybe it'll be some clients, uh, but maybe it'll be some different Croft & Frost employees. We want to hear their stories, hear what's important to them, discuss some of the, uh, the core values that are important to them, how that relates to their work, and along the way you'll get to get to know some of the team uh, kind of behind the scenes here. So uh, it's my pleasure to have the first episode today of season two. Uh, my good friend, I've been working with him for I think close to a year now, maybe somewhere in that ballpark. We'll, we'll figure out the details later, but uh, I have the pleasure of having Mr. James Griner on the show today. So James, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah good to be on here. Uh, yeah, April 25th last year, 2022, I believe is when I started. So really? All, almost a year. So. Nice, nice, um, awesome. Yeah, 11 months in, so. Nice. Yeah, uh, as you said, my name is James Griner, and I'm one of the client relationship managers here. I uh, work in the Chattanooga office, and yeah, it's been a great, great wild ride, and I also did not realize <laughs> how your last name was pronounced until you said it. Really? You know, yeah. it's funny. It's funny you say that. I, that is, that's you're not the first person. Uh, there's, there's like three different ways you could probably say my last name. You're not the first person to ever think it's pronounced one way or or mispronounce it. So you know, it's, it's well, fun. you got mine right. So that, that's, <laughs> that's, all, all that that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's all yeah. that matters. Um, so for those that may not be aware, obviously you know, uh, but here at Croft and Frost, uh, we do a lot of a lot of different <laughs> things, and and one of the things that we do is we try to found every action we can, every client interaction we have. Every, everything we do to the best of our ability, both collectively and individually, we try to found those actions in four different core values. As a company, our core values are value, vibe, collaboration, and courage. And so our goal is, you know, both individually and collectively, is to use these core values and let them influence the decisions we make and guide the uh, actions we use on a, on a daily basis. And so today, uh, something we've been doing kind of over the past couple of months is talking about which core values we personally resonate with the most. Um, and so I want to just talk a little bit with, with, with you uh, just about what specifically here at Croft & Frost and kind of the work that you do, what core value you resonate with the most, why you resonate with that core value, and how you kind of try to use that in your day-to-day -day activities, whether it's here at the workplace, whether it's outside of these walls. I just want to hear a little bit of your thoughts about uh, what, what resonates with you the most and how you try to allow that to drive your daily actions. Yeah, yeah, good question. And yeah, when I was looking over the question beforehand, I was kind of struggling because like, <laughs> I mean, they all, all four of them They're resonate all good well with me. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. value, value, vibe, collaboration, and courage. Um, but as one that, one that did stick out to me a lot was the value aspect. Because mm -hmm. um, I think it's very common, 
that people experience that if something more on the customer service side of things, when when a client calls in and they, they need help, if the person they're talking to, if if that if that thing is not within the specific job title that or job role that they do, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be tempting to be like, well, that's not my job, yeah. and kick it off someone else. Mm-hmm. And whereas, like, we always need to be looking at adding value. It's like, okay, that's not technically within my job role. However, let me find an answer for you. Let me go above and beyond. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's even like referring. I had a, someone a while back ask me for a good restaurant in town. <laughs> they, they, they're a client. They just moved to Chattanooga area. Yeah. yeah. They wanted to know some restaurants and some other stuff like that. It's like it has nothing to do with tax services, but yeah. you know, don't be the type of person that's like, yeah, sorry, that's not within my job title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just just be willing to help people. Yeah. And the same with internally. Uh, don't don't say to yourself. Hey, that's not my role. Mm-hmm. But rather, hey, how can I be a good team member? How can I add value uh, internally, externally? Yeah. Um, which then really goes into the collaboration aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, my job is basically the definition of collaboration because, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, as a client relationship manager, I'm really kind of our, our team is really kind of the glue between all the different departments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we work closely with you know the, the tax repairs, the business development, the tax resolution. You name it, the investment, capital solutions side of things. So we really have to be working seamlessly with all the different teams so that everyone's communicating properly. So that's a really important one yeah. within my team specifically. Yeah. Well, first, you heard it here, for folks. If you need a restaurant recommendation, James is your guy. So if you're ever in Chattanooga, uh, hit him up. He'll be give, he'll give you all the details you need. Uh, It'll be hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. I, so if that's what you're into, then he'll he'll hook you up. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I think it's interesting that you you chose uh, you know first off value because for one it is like the first core value that we we talk about here, but it's something that is it, it goes across all industries and in all different uh, you know realms of work. I was actually talking to somebody yesterday uh, and they were talking about uh, they specifically worked in the food industry and they were talking about. Uh, kind of using the example of Chick-fil-A, like people love to talk about it all the time, like why do people go there? Why do people go and, and you know have their business there? It may not necessarily be because they because Chick-fil-A has the best chicken or they have the best fries, like that's up for debate, but mm-hmm. a lot of people go because Chick-fil-A oftentimes provides something that other restaurants simply do not, uh, or not to the same level. They provide you an experience that you can't really get anywhere else. And that lesson of yes, executing on whatever product or service that you sell for us, you know, it's different financial services for other industries. It may be media production services. It may be you know food production. Whatever it is, whatever service it is that you provide, making sure yes, it's a quality product and service. But then going above and beyond, like you said, you want to give the customer, give the client a memorable experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can be applied across all industries. Whatever sure. it, it's not just. It's not just here. It's something that can be applied in so many different ways. In whatever, whatever you, and even that even extends to, you know, our hobbies, uh, things that we we do outside of work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just be confined to the things that we do on a day to day basis that provide our income and, and, and allow us to you know live and, and pay the bills. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's interesting for, for you as well. You mentioned also in, in your position uh, how you you know you collaborate a lot. Uh, I think that you're in a. In, Kind of a cool position because you do get to see a lot of different elements of what happens specifically here, but you kind of get to wear many different hats, at least from my, mm-hmm. from what I can tell. How is that experience for you? You know, it w- was this kind of your was this one of your first experiences working like, across departments like this, or, or had, had you had experience prior to here working like that? 
Yeah, so I had actually done almost an identical role at a different company for about two years yeah. beforehand. Yeah. So it was a client success, I don't know, yeah. similar title, but yeah. it's basically the same role, yeah. um, working working one-on-one with clients, being the their point of contact for the organization and just working between departments. Um, I'd say the probably the biggest difference here is that uh, actually I actually have a voice to voice issues to leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the cool things uh, with being able to collaborate and like see such a high level of all the different departments is you get to see just a well a machine run. Mm-hmm. You also get to see when the machine breaks down. Because mm-hmm. um, like, I mean, tax repairs, for instance, they're focusing just on preparing taxes. Mm-hmm. They may not see this issue in a different department and that person in the department doesn't see the issue happening over there, but like in our role, we're able to see all that. And yeah, so we're like, we're able to kind of help clients when they, they do run to issues. Sometimes we do drop the ball. Sometimes, you know, we're humans. Like it's a business made up of humans. Yeah. So like it's going to happen. And so instead of going, well, that's not my role. Yeah. Um, it's like, all right, well, I guess technically it is my role at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite literally it's my job my role. function. It's James's job. <laughs> um, but in those moments, it's, all right, taking ownership. So, yeah. how can you take ownership? Um, you know, fix what what went wrong, and just be able to, you know, sometimes it's more of an, a like a like a roadmap mm-hmm. or like a a process issue. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like the people are doing the right things, but we our process is outdated, or mm-hmm. it's just not. You know, we've grown a lot, and sometimes you have to update your processes mm-hmm. as that happens. And so, I think where our team has come in, be able to say, hey, I think this process really could use some tweaks, or sometimes. We need to just completely redo that. Mm-hmm. And back to what I said at the beginning, what's been cool is that leadership actually listens to us. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to present a bunch of different suggestions um, and you know, been able to go back and forth and modify, tweak um, some things except, except in wholesale. And we've been able to implement a lot of that. And yeah. I think it's been able to help make the process a lot better. Because I mean, the worst thing for the client and, and really the employee is that when everyone sees the elephant in the room, when everyone sees an issue, but leadership doesn't listen, yeah. or when you can't do anything about it, you're like, well, sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, it's something else I want to touch on just briefly uh, made me think of that is I, I think oftentimes, and, and for good reason, like I think we as individuals, not just here, but just you know, at large, uh, we tend to kind of once we what in, in whatever profession we have, we tend to once we finish, once we complete for the day, whether it's a eight hour day, six hour day, ten what however long your work day is, once we finish that, we tend to just kind of shut it off and go into outside of work mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, that's not a bad thing. Like we all have lives outside. Like we all you know wear different hats along in our lives. But something I think is interesting is uh, you know obviously we we talk about the core values we have here at Croft and Frost, but. I think as well, there are things that guide us in our personal lives as well, not just, you know, yes, there are things that I, Daniel Trinum, do here at Croft and Frost during my day job, and there's, there's uh, values that guide my actions and decisions, but there's also things that I do outside of this work, and there's also values that, that guide me outside of this work, outside of, you know, with the relationships with people I have outside of these walls. And so uh, I want to just kind of talk with you a little mm-hmm. about, obviously, I know you primarily through here, but uh, I do know about, like, some of your life outside of, of these walls, and you don't have to necessarily dive into that, but... I'm curious to know just kind of what your process is like, how you, you try to allow your decisions and actions to be guided by the things that are important to you. Do they relate at all to how you, your actions are guided here, or are they, are they different, or kind of what, what's your thought process like in regards to that? 
Yeah, yeah, good question. Because um, at the end of the day, like your core values are who you are. So there's not like a radical break between uh, I live out these core values yeah. at work and then I just have a completely different set at home. Yeah. Like at that point, you're just a facade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we don't we don't want that. Yeah. We want to actually uh, live live with integrity, be the same person mm-hmm. uh, everywhere you go. And so you know, at home with family, you know, am I living out those values too? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it sounded like, kind of like you were trying to quote Moana without uh, actually I, I wasn't it, trying to, but yeah, I, you bring it up. Yeah, I, I, got a, I got a three-year-old. She loves Moana. So the song, I Who also, You Are. I, I also yeah. love Moana, so there's no, there's no shame in that. There you yeah. go. Well, yeah, the core values is who you are. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. Um, um, yeah, and so, like, you know, when I, when I think through, like, you know, my core values, like, you know, previously, like, I had actually had my own business and I had gone through the whole, like, uh, traction book, which is where we, we get the idea of mm-hmm. your know, core values, and we we follow the whole model of the traction vision, traction organizer, mm-hmm. and really got some clarity on that. And um, and yeah, like the core values that I, I wrote down for myself, they weren't exactly value, vibe, collaboration, courage. Mm-hmm. But when I look at those four, I'm like, yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. And so like, you don't have to be a hundred percent exact match. Yeah. But yeah, they have to be in strong alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, th- that has to be who you are, yeah. um, just as you go at your daily life. Well, it's it's fluid as well. Yeah, uh, and that's cool too. I mean, I, I I didn't know, I don't know a ton about it, but I'm curious now just to ask. Like, um, you know, I think that the things that are important to us, they're not necessarily just limited to, to just four. I mean, we've been we've been using four you know, four things as an example, but uh, your pers- like I, I'm not a business owner. I've never been a business owner. Uh, with the perspective that you have as, as kind of wearing both hats, you know, being on both sides of the coin, how were you able to go about finding what was important to you as a business owner and implementing that in your day-to-day life, like when you were wearing that hat, when you were going through that period of your life? Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, one, it was really difficult. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I imagine. Cause, yeah. Because, I mean, hey, once you fire your boss and get to be a self-employed <laughs> and you're on your own, yeah. you find out that the boss you now work for is terrible, <laughs> and you're your own boss. I'm like, yeah. dang it, uh, so this guy's like, terrible to work with. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah, it's challenging. Grass yeah. is always green on the other side. Like, yeah. there's pros and cons both, and it's, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Um, but as far as like you know, gaining clarity on core values and it's really identifying that uh, what was most helpful to me, and so like I, I'd gone through like a number of different like coaching workshops, or, like boot camp events, and mm-hmm. had a lot of coaching. So like I've been able to learn a lot from some amazing people. So that's mm-hmm. really helpful. But yeah had to hear it over and over and over to yeah. really sink in. But uh, what really helped me was just thinking through just different exercises of, um, you know, think through, let's say, five people in your life. Like, if I could hire five people just like them for to work in my company, or if I could take on business partners that had all these qualities, mm-hmm. then you just, you just take those people and write down, like, what are the things about them? What are the characteristics? What are the qualities? Um, and... You do that with five or so people, and you start to see the overlap of like, huh, okay, so these are things I value. Mm-hmm. And you probably start thinking through people in your life who are like, I don't really vibe well with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's something like, I don't know how to put my finger on it, but like something feels either repulsed or like, mm-hmm. I would not do business with them. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they're a bad person, but like, we're just not really in alignment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and sorry, yeah. keep going. Oh, but yeah, just, yeah, so like when you really, you know, get that, um, when you start combining those values and other people and you see that it's really a reflection of your values. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you don't have to invent values. They just exist. Like yeah. They are a part of you. So it's really more of just 
you can help other people be a mirror to yourself. Because mm -hmm. um, like we, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together. Mm -hmm. So we naturally gather around people and probably your best friends. Mm -hmm. Odds are they probably exhibit most of your core values. Mm -hmm. um, or at least it's a very close alignment there. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's I think it's interesting too to kind of. You know, in a way, you know, from a from that standpoint, looking at the people around you, not that you should necessarily like psychoanalyze the people around you all the time, but like from from that standpoint of a of a business owner, and, and this this you know extends to uh, just the people we work with in general, is looking at what they what their strengths are, you know, what they bring to the table. Because something that I have been continuing to learn is that no matter how badly I want to be the best I can be at everything I try to do, there's just going to be some things that I'm not great at. I mean, there's going to be some mm -hmm. things that I don't excel at. There's going to be some things that I do better than others, and there's going to be some things where I definitely don't do as well as others. Um, but I think it's really interesting kind of what you were alluding to there is that whether you're a business owner, whether you are uh, an, em an employee, whether you, wh whatever it is that you do, um, we all bring something unique and you know individual to the table. Uh, we all have not only core values, but we all exemplify those core values in different ways. We could both believe that something that's essential to a business, whether you are the owner, whether you are a partner, whether you're an employee, whatever it is, is the is the uh, value of collaboration. But that could mean two different, totally different things for me yeah. and you. Uh, obviously, in general, that just means kind of working together with different people or different entities. But that could mean such a different thing for me in the way that I work and the things that I do relative to what you do and what you need. And so, even more so as a business owner, you know, like you said, when you're when you're working for yourself and you're you're kind of trying to run the show. It's going to be one thing to say, yeah, I need people that are collaborative to work with me, but that means so much more than just having someone that's collaborative. You, mm -hmm. you, you kind of want to take it a step further and learn what is it about these people that makes them tick? How do they, uh, what do they bring to the table, and does that real, truly work on both ends uh, for this kind of marriage to work? So you really want to know if you can trust them. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, and, and you don't want to force it because you know you you alluded to the book Traction, and, and something they talk about a lot in there is. Uh, having people in, in the right spots. You don't want to force someone or force yourself to put someone in a position that they're really not fit for. You know, it goes like to the classic example of, of trying to fit a, a square peg into a like a round hole. You know, it's just doesn't matter how hard you try, it's not going to fit. You have to find the the right spot for it to fit into. And so, using the lens of what's important to us, using the lens of the core values we not only have as a company but we have individually, allowing that to guide us as we go forward is, I think. A great personal guide for what we hope to do in the future, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee, contractor, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I think those are great kind of kind of guideposts or checkpoints for everybody. So uh, it, it's it's just interesting to see how how they influence and how are the things that are important to us influence our decisions and the things that we do uh, throughout the day, no matter what kind of hat we're wearing throughout the day. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Well, before we kind of begin to wrap things up here, I want to just say first, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day. Yeah. Uh, it's been been you know I'm, I'm really excited for this uh, new direction that the show is getting taken in. I'm excited to kind of explore some of the not only personal stories of the people that I get to work with on day, on a day to day basis, but also for the people outside of these walls to hear some of the stories, hear the things that are important to us, uh, and how that relates to not only the things we do inside of these walls, but also outside of these walls. So. Uh, thank you for taking a little bit of time to chat with me today. Uh, yeah, thank you. Before we finish, uh, you know, I don't know if you have anything going on in your life that you want to talk about. If you if you have any like 
ways people can find you. I know you're, I think you're on LinkedIn, is that correct? Yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, probably not too easy to, or probably not too difficult to find. <laughs> probably not too easy. You're going to have to go through a maze to find him. So. You, you can find, you yeah. just call Daniel to find me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's always stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty active in the community. Um, yeah, past few years have gotten a lot more into reading, so I, I feel like I don't get a, as much as I used to in some hey, of those ways. As a, I'm, um, I'm, I'm the same way, but, so no, no problem with that at all. Yeah, you know, there's, um, I, I think I'm up to cool stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> let's put it that way. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, if you're listening, you want to check out James. Uh, I'll make sure at the very least your the link for your LinkedIn account so you, is down there. So if you want to check him out, uh, you know, just not only as his coworker, but I think James is a pretty cool guy. So yeah. uh, go down there, connect with him, give him a follow, see what he's up to. Uh, and yeah, follow along with everything's got going on. So with all that, James, thanks again for coming on. Uh, it's been appreciate. It's been a, a pleasure uh, getting to chat with you today. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to chat with me. And uh, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. Uh, thank you for supporting, and listening to the show. If you want to check out any of those links, they'll be in the description. Uh, and yeah, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>